0: Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, today we are doing a question and answer. So this is part two of a bunch of questions that you, my listeners, asked me. So I'm very excited to get going into this. Okay, here we go. How many close friends should we have and does it matter if they're guys or girls? I love this question. This is actually from a guy. Uh, How many close friends should we have? If you have one close friend, that's like a miracle, I feel like. Friends are your chosen family. They're hard to come by. I talked about this a lot where they're in different circles of proximity and influence to your heart. And a real friend, you never leave and feel toxic. When you leave a real friend, you feel excited, encouraged, motivated, inspired. Even if that friend has to tell you something that's hard to hear, It's always based out of love when it's from a true friend. And I've gone through all kinds of seasons with my friends and I'm willing to fight for the ones that truly I believe are with me and that I'm with them and we're supposed to be together. But it takes effort. If you're going to have a deep relationship with anybody, then it's past the surface, which goes into your heart where that's always scary territory where you can be hurt but that vulnerability is also where you can grow and learn and really share life together so it's so sweet and it's also super scary so i think it just takes maturity to know that weird stuff comes up with anybody you're close to doesn't mean that everyone's allowed in those holy of holies of your heart either because those are sacred places like i I have friends. I have people I love so, so, so much, but I don't tell them anything. And I have other friends that I share intimate details of my life. But, you know, you've you learn by going through time, like how much you can divulge and and what you want to share with people, because people have different capacities for things. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on capacity because that's something that is really important to me. And I think that it's significant to be able to recognize people's capacity so I think friendship is one of those things too that you don't need to be the same distance with somebody just because you're physically close that shouldn't necessarily determine your proximity and just because you're in certain social situations with people does not mean you need to be friends with them you can be on good terms you can be acquaintances but they should not influence your life if they competitive and weird and make you feel bad forget it forget it like that's so weird so I've I've been exposed to a lot of people's friendships too in addition to my own and I'm just endeavoring to be a great friend and also to only hold the ones close that are supposed to be there so I think that There are seasons sometimes where you're isolated and you don't really feel like you have any good friends. And in order to have good friends, you have to be a good friend. So I think that uh, as far as if it matters if they're guys or girls, I've had a lot of guy friends in my life and I still do, but I've become friends with all their wives. So I don't have a a close guy friend who's married that I'm not friends with his wife. So I'm just careful like that. You know, I'm just aware of all that because... I've just seen too much. I've seen too many people make really deep connections with people that, uh, end up being dangerous for their, their lives in the long run. And so, but I have lots of guy and girlfriends and I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy when you're in different walks of life to be friends with people in other walks of life because it keeps your perspective fresh. It's so easy to only view things from your own perspective and forget everybody else's perspective. And it's helpful, you know, even when I babysit my niece Lyric or if I am with a mom or something, it always helps me because I'm not a mom yet. And I think, man, this is crazy. <laughs> I think, how did you get dressed this morning? You know, and it gives you perspective and you realize what season they're in. And, it, and it, then they hear my point of view that I'm hustling with my career and with the things that I'm carrying. And, and it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm driving home from a rehearsal or and they're, you know, it's good to hear both points of view or that I'm out listening to music late at night or something. And it's like, it's just good perspective to keep yourself aware of where everybody else is at. And it helps you to be healthier, I think. Not to a fault where people are pulling you into weird, shady places because they're in a free season or something weird. And I've seen that too. But you got to watch it. Basically, I think the best way to determine who is allowed to be your friend is the fruit. What, what is the result after you leave them? What do you want to do? Are you comparing yourself to them or are you fired up to be better? Do you love yourself more or are you like devastated? You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've definitely had some friendships that were really weird and manipulative and you just got to know when to hold them. You know, you got to go, we got to go. The second that it starts getting unhealthy and I know that's not, you can't do that with everybody because some people are mature enough to work through when things are toxic but honestly, a lot of people aren't. So you gotta, you gotta fight for what's healthy. Okay. Here's the next question. How important is the company you keep when trying to find purpose or accomplishing a big goal? I usually go into an isolation station. Like when I am, I'm searching and mining my heart for the next thing. I go into an internal cocoon and I draw inward and i look to see what it is exactly i render it down i work to render things down and i get rid of distraction and i focus until i can truly hear what matters most and so it's rare that i'll talk to anybody during those times i have like five people really that i feel safe enough to talk to I'm usually very sensitive in those in-between seasons after I've finished a big goal and I'm trying to evaluate what my next project's going to be. I notice I'm more tender, which is good. You need to be more tender in order to feel exactly it is with that precision, accuracy, what I'm supposed to know right now. But it also makes you a little bit weird and funky. For me, at least I get more emotional and I'm quicker to take offense or something like that, which because I'm not easily offended, but I'll get... I just notice I get more sensitive in those times. So you got to guard yourself. So the company that you keep while you're trying to find purpose, I feel like is huge. And I really don't think it's time to keep company, honestly. I think it's time to pull in just like the caterpillar turning into a butterfly, go into the cocoon and no one else is invited in the cocoon. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm busy in here. I'm becoming a butterfly. Give me five minutes. You gotta go in there to become what you're supposed to be. And so, it's it's interesting because I'll have seasons of being social, but it's not very often for me. I'm I'm not as socially needy is the wrong word, but I'm not as socially active as you would think. I don't know if like what's what happened to me (laughs) because I used to be so much more socially engaged. I'm just sort of like "Eh, I could take it or leave it. I love. I love being with my family. I love being with my team and I love being by myself. I really do. And then, you know, I'll date or I'll be with my friends or I'll do all those things. And those things are great, too. They're great in its time. But I think that's the whole thing is everything has its time. Everything has its season. And just kind of allowing myself to go with the season I'm in. So I would say keeping company when you're in the process of, transferring yourself into a new position, you need to just chill on that. And, you know, I'll find you on the flip side. Let me get out of this cocoon. And then once I'm a butterfly, I'll fly by your house and I'll get you to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. What type of people should we be telling our dreams to? These are some rich, deep questions. I would say nobody. <laughs> I think it's a very rare soul that can handle bearing somebody's dreams with them. And, Listening and bearing down and processing and helping carry a dream, or even being able to contemplate or hold dear something that you treasure, because nobody else knows the gravity and nobody else knows the depths of where it's coming from. It makes me want to cry just talking about it. It's like very tender. Nobody knows the turmoil and the pain, and nobody knows the price you're paying to carry this dream. And so, It's really hard. I've done this before a lot of times where I toss something out kind of wanting feedback and then the feedback I get isn't what I expected or isn't what I wanted. And that's a really painful thing. And I've just learned now, I'm not going to share this song with this person. They're not a songwriter. They don't know they don't know what they're talking about when they give me feedback. And I've had to really forgive people, love them and realize it's my fault, it's not theirs. They're not equipped to analyze and evaluate this. And I'm giving it to them expecting for them to be able to process it like a songwriter and they have no clue how to process it like a songwriter, especially if it's in the process and it's not done then I'm setting them up to hurt me and not realizing it. And I'm mad that they hurt me. And it's like, hey, here's a hammer. We hit me with it? And then I'm like, why'd you hit me with a hammer? And they're like, you told me to. It's like, evaluate this. But I have no I have no way of knowing if this is good or not. So I've learned that the hard way of sharing my dreams with people. And then they don't really know what to say. And really, I just want encouragement. And they don't even know how to give that. So I also think there's something to learn about how to give feedback. I, I've learned this. Where I'll just say, what do you think of this show? Or what do you think of this going on so far? And people, it's just funny. Especially if a creator, the creator of content, if they are asking you what you think, it's like they want meaningful, thoughtful things. It's not just like, I hated the green you picked for such and such a character. It's like they are bearing their soul. They're showing you something that's so intimate and deep into their heart and into their life. Not that they can get their feelings hurt easily, because I think you get thick skin as you go on and you're producing and building things you've got to get over things fast you can't take it personally however when you're giving feedback they want really good constructive quality thoughtful feedback and I think that some people don't know how to give that so that's really annoying how do you navigate doing things out of obligation versus doing what you're supposed to do and maintain a healthy relationship with the person or people that make you feel obligated that is a great question this is something that I've been endeavoring to become which is healthier in all of my relationships and my dynamics I think part of it comes back to your identity who are you and what makes you that person and I think for years me people-pleasing and being a superhero was where my identity came from saving the day was why chelsea perry was so great that's what i had decided internally it wasn't a conscious decision it was a subconscious decision and so if i couldn't save the day i felt like i was failing as a person and guess what that is so not healthy Because of that revelation, I started adjusting my relationships. So now I only do what I really truly feel peace about or I'm really excited to do in my gut. And that really helps me to navigate weird, awkward relationships. And by the way, I don't have any relationships that make me feel obligated to do stuff because those manipulative, weird relationships are toxic. Manipulation is weird. Being motivated by people kind of threatening to not really be your friend or putting you down, even if this has been modeled to you by other people that you look up to or love, it doesn't mean it's right. It's weird. That's weird. That's weird. And trying to motivate anybody with manipulation is uh, really unhealthy. And I live by that saying what you win them with, you keep them with. And so I try to think about sustainability in my relationships I don't want to motivate people. I don't want people to do stuff for me if they feel obligated to. Are you kidding me? I'd rather do it myself. I don't want people to be with me if they feel obligated. I'd rather be by myself. I mean, give me a break. So that revelation, I think, helps you to move forward. It's like, what kind of relationship dynamic do I want here? It's like, I want a healthy, mutually beneficial one. So when I feel obligated, I just say, you know what? I'm so sorry I have another job I'm doing. And it's true. I'm always doing something else. And I just say, I can't. This is another big thing I'd spin off of this conversation. I think it's so much better to manage expectations in the beginning instead of in the end. So it's easier when you're face to face to say, sure. But in the long run, it's better to say, you know what? I really don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but thank you for including me. Same with leading people on. I learned this the hard way. It's like, maybe I do like them. Maybe I want to go on an adventure. Da, 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 da. And you can like rationalize and reason through it all. But really, it's better as soon as I know this thing probably isn't going to go anywhere. I don't want to lead the person to believe something that isn't true. And so I've learned that the hard way, guys. I've done both. And it's better as soon as you know that this thing isn't to go, (laughs) that you got to say No. And so I think that that's really important. Promising a lot and delivering little is horrible it's the best way to live is to manage people's expectations and then to deliver great things. But if you're not supposed to be there, you're probably supposed to be somewhere else. And so that's really helped me. And if your identity is in saving the day, then you've got to really watch what your to-do list is because you're probably meant to be somewhere else and you're all bound up and distracted by lesser things where you're trying to be a superhero. And there are other things that you're really actually supposed to be saving the day on that you're not there for because you're too busy with the thing right in front of you. But you got to remember the big picture. Dang, that was good. (laughs) Hey, what a fun experience doing these question and answers. This was part two, and I'll be back to talk more soon.